Let me I don't care about that. Hold on, let me talk. I don't care about the NFL. I mean, just because you're hollering and screaming don't mean you're right. It ain't hollering and screaming. I don't care about that. You're really talking louder than everybody else is. So you gonna let somebody else talk? You gonna let somebody else talk? again to another episode of a new you radio uh the show that brings you a diverse catalog of topics ranging from uplifting stories news and pop culture uh sports and entertainment and of course dating and relationships our goal as always is to make you feel like you're right in the middle of a heated debate at your local barbershop or beauty salon i am your host uh michael levant A.K.A. Big Mike, A.K.A. Savant named Levant, A.K.A. Mamba Mike. Always new nickname alert. We also got my man over here, Banks. Yo, what's goody? And, of course, the creator himself, Mr. Josh Waring. Greetings, Earthling. And for this particular segment, we're going to be talking about uh, what we call For the Culture. And it's a good time to talk about that. But before <laughs> we get into that, we want to give a shout-out um to a new you barbershop. I was there last uh, Thursday. I believe it was the 30th, I believe. Um, and they did uh, free health screenings. And um, I was there. And shout out to Kevin for putting that together. You know Kevin's last name? Um, uh, for putting that together. Um, but um, but just to kind of give it, um, we don't want to talk about it because they'll be doing it throughout the year, several times a year. And if you're a person who, let's say, I don't know, doesn't have insurance, doesn't get a chance to go to the doctor often, just curious about what your health is and just want to go check it out, they will be having that for free at a new you uh, barbershop. I actually did go myself and it's, um, you go you go and they, um, they check your blood pressure, let you know what those levels are and what you should do about that. Uh, um, they also um, uh, able to check your... Uh, your sugar levels or your, your diabetic level and let you know where you're at and are you pre-diabetic or not diabetic or are you good, you know, so to speak, and let you know some solutions or some um, some things you, you can do about that. Um, also, now there, there was a reporter from the Trenton um, uh, Tonian uh, and I uh, gave a little interview to her about the health screening and, you know, a New Year Barbershop as well. And shout out to New Year Radio. I uh, did that, of course. Um, and... Um, and it, it's a very, very good thing, man. You know, they're doing it for free, you know, at the barbershop. It's Mr. Uh, Kevin Villard who put the whole thing together. Also a patron at a new you barbershop uh, for several years. So uh, that was that. And with that, I want to get back into something we talked about before the last year. And it was my weight loss journey. And not as much that health screening did it for me, but it was really the whole loss of Mamba himself, Kobe Bryant, which told me that in order to complete this weight loss journey, I really have to have the Mamba mentality, which means I have to just keep going and pushing no matter how hard I'm hurting, no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on to get the things done. So last year I had started it, but then I kind of fell off with the holidays like people normally do, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas or whatever. But I just started back 
um, you know, after the loss of of, of Kobe. And, I, and since then, I'm down eight pounds. So I'm going to keep it going, keep you guys updated. And the goal, um, I'll just give a, a, a modest goal, let's say, because who knows, you know, uh, what's going on. But let's say a three-month goal of May 1st, which is supposed to be one day about, of 40 pounds. So that's my three-month goal to lose. So I'm going to keep you guys updated and keep moving um, along with that. And um, John, and we're going to talk about Black History Month. John just found something online. And let's talk about that, what you just found, what the guy was saying. Uh, so basically, uh, there was a... There's a video I found on the Joe Rogan Experience, which is another phenomenal podcast that has uh, people from all walks of life mm -hmm. and very interesting stories from uh, celebrities, authors, uh, you name it. Um, but there was a particular talk. I didn't watch the whole interview, um, but it's about almost two hours long with an individual named uh, Daryl Davis. And since we are in Black History Month, he brought up an interesting uh, statement on getting rid of Black History Month because at the point, he was bringing up points earlier in the interview where we didn't have anything and then there was a point where we had a week and how he was bringing up points of Martin Luther King, like having Martin Luther King Day was such a big deal to us because if you really think about it, Martin Luther King is the only male individual to have his own day, which his, in comparison to like his white counterparts, there's no specific day where they used to have the George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln Day, but they had to condense in because there was too many holidays where now they have President's Day. But Martin Luther King being that particular person, just being black at that, of having his own day. And, but he was actually bringing up, and then people were like, well, what about Columbus Day? But Columbus is not American. And I mean, he didn't discover anything. He was a rapist and he did so many negative things that people don't tend to really talk about. And I feel like he was basically explaining, going on to the point of just like, we, once we got our month, which was the shortest month of the year. <laughs> but once we got our month, we grew complacent as a community and stopped fighting for more and more rights for us because we obviously don't have much in comparison to, you know, the majority in the United States. And he was basically saying we need to get rid of the holiday completely because another thing he presented was when we have this holiday, we tend to lose focus on our other black superheroes. We only pay attention to the typical, like Martin Luther King, um, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, and that's it. We don't really actually go into detail with other many great black superheroes that we had in the past and really put them into, into and highlight the things that they presented to the masses. We just go to those particular four to five people. And then by the time we actually think about what they actually did, February's over, then we forget about it. And then we just focus on the remaining 11 months. And he wants to just get rid of this holiday and really get the right education in the school system and remove all these stereotypes and all these other extra things that are blocking us from actually thinking and take away this complacency of really understanding where we come from and what we need to do 
as a group to become normal human beings. And because he's basically saying like we're really behind we're not in the 21st century. We're still we're still far behind based off the principles and the way we actually think as a group. And that that's his point of like taking away black history month and stuff like that. It's, it's an interesting point. I don't know if I 100% agree with it. I have to look into that a little bit more because I don't know if we, I mean, I think it's more than those five people. I mean, I think that's a little disingenuous, but I don't know if we actually took it away, would we talk about anybody for the rest of the year historically you know if you're not a historian or, or, or history buff or whatever what do you even you know think about that because even with black history month there's still kids in the younger generations who if you ask them exactly what you know rosa parks did they can't even answer it sometimes he way. brought that up yeah, so with Harriet like, Tubman, like they confused Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman. All the time, yeah. So and it's like, just like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know if we took it away, would it even make it worse? But then we won't really know, you know, what's, you know, what's what. So, I mean, that's uh, interesting. And then I, um, but I did see something also. I think it was also an Everyday, Everyday Struggle uh, mm-hmm. podcast. And they were talking about how uh, <clears throat> the one guy was saying that um, he don't really vibe with Black History Month because, um, he feels like we need some new stories because we're telling the same stories every year. Right. Which is true, but if we don't tell them at all, then who would know them? So that's the other part of it. So it's like a weird, um, you know, thing to know what exactly, you know, should you do you mm-hmm. know, in, that, in that way. What are your thoughts on the month altogether, Josh? It's very interesting. I think it would be a great occasion to illustrate our economic prowess by only supporting black businesses during that month just to gauge just see where our levels are at because they say our economic power is in the trillions but when you think about us i i don't you know you don't really don't think that much but when you think about the it's kind of like the dave Chappelle skit when they get the reparations uh-huh. and you just all you're doing is giving the money back yeah so unless you're being a conscious consumer, yeah, very clever. Buy a new, buy a Newport, buy a Newport truck. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got a baby? Oh, no, I just bought this baby cash. <laughs> Facts. Um. So yeah, and then moving on from something who what is historical and educational and black uplifting, like the people from Black History. On to Meg Thee Stallion. Ish. <laughs> um, <laughs> none of that. And Gerald. And apparently she's, okay, so from what I gather, she's she was caught up with g Easy. He had a handful as well. Let's not forget that end part of the video. And she was fresh kissing her cheek for some reason in her makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, Gross. Huh? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And then Got a lot of backlash. Well, some backlash. Well, actually, not a lot of backlash, actually. She got more backlash, surprisingly, right? Because, like you were saying, she's going around the industry. Right. But less for being a white person, which goes back to a previous topic or whatever. Because I saw a lot of, I guess, hip-hop heads, females, younger generation, like, I would do him too. He's cute. Blah, blah, blah. But had it been... However, a black rapper, the baby, with freaking um, uh, Avril Lavigne or whoever the hell, I don't know, then it'll be a big deal and whatnot. So I don't understand 
why the backlash only goes one way. Like, it's amazing to me how every single time, like clockwork, it's always a one-way backlash. Um, but this came out and said, like, he never smashed, something like that, right? Didn't say that? She, well, he didn't say it. She, she came out and basically said, like, relax, guys. We didn't, he didn't get into this. This, it was just all for fun. Like, next story. But what do you think about it? What I think of Meg Thee Stallion, or that, uh, or <laughs> well, I guess not. Well, her her actions in general and Easy, I guess. Well, um, you know, Easy, I I think Easy's dope. You know, shout out to the Bay and all that. Um, but when I saw it, I automatically looked past some of these agendas that these celebrities put out there to try to confuse people, especially with the whole Big Sean and Janae Iko talking about they broke up, but they were really still together, and they just fooled everyone just to get sales. And then they all of a sudden they come back, and then there's like memes where like, should we be mad at them or should we embrace that they're still together and stuff like that. Like all it's going into the social media phrase where I just feel like people just tend to go into hashtags in these hopes of believing whatever is show broadcasted right but to get back to the Meg Thee Stallion and G's thing I just thought it was as part of her marketing scheme of who Meg Thee Stallion is uh, basically you know you know they tried to highlight that she went to school and that she's smart and how she wants to get back to the community and I think she wants to open like an assisted living facility and I think in Houston because of her like her uh, I don't know if it was she got inspiration from her grandmother or something like that, which is a, a very th big and thriving industry down there. And there's a lot of money in it, which is good. But they like highlight that. But then they just forecast her twerking all day and every day. All at, day. Like she's just twerks. Yeah, like and like I even get this from some girls that are more conscious and more logical and more, they think more logically when it comes to things like that. They're like, why does she always have to twerk? Why does she always show her body? Why is he? She looks more of like a piece of meat as opposed to like a strong black woman and i think when it comes to her agenda it, right? what can you quote from her lyrically like as far nothing as <laughs> like she literally has the same the same flow <laughs> the same cadence what she talks about is like all about like Sexy, stripping set like even like to go like even with JD said like why are we like championing these Listen, stripper music and then they killed him like oh what are you talking but he didn't say nothing wrong he was just basically saying like why are we championing these artists when there's other artists out there that are talking about more more than this stripping and shaking ass right I I, I definitely agree because I'm like yo when you want to go back to it what do you like with Meg Cardi a bunch of them or whatever like that. What are you going back to? Yo, that was a dope bar. I gotta hear that again. Like you don't hear none of that. It's just like it's just like you know. I I I, I, I took your man, sat on his face. Like what? Like I'm tired of hearing about mm -hmm. that or whatever. Like that. So. And then with the song, she has a new song called "Bitch." Yeah. Like actually, I to go a little out of topic. I mean, I saw another <coughs> Vlad interview. Shout out to Vlad TV uh, with Nick Cannon, and he actually brought up a really interesting point when it comes to black people of how we the words we use um i'm not gonna like quote exactly what he said but the words we use we break down our own mentality and our own power because all the words we use to that we use as some sort of endearment to like acknowledge each other mm -hmm. are basic we're the only race that does that 
or the only type of people yeah. that do that. Like, yeah. what's up, my dog, my baby? All these words were basically catered and pushed to us to break down what we actually are as human beings. And we're not actually uplifting us. Yeah. We're actually bringing ourselves down like, by talking, uh, talking down. Dude, uh, what was his, what's his name? Um, uh, the dude with Summer Walker. The dude, uh, London on the track. Yeah. You seen the picture he posted? He was like, um, ain't no, uh, uh, no bitch on Instagram hotter than my bitch. But mm -hmm. my bitch the best one out here or whatever like that. And posted a picture of her ass. This, this is girl. Of her ass on Instagram or whatever like that. <clears throat> Summer Walker's another one. Yeah, yeah trust me. Uh, whatever that that performance she did in Jersey, yeah. oh my god, she didn't even but, she had pajamas on. But the crazy part is that like yo, you posting your girl's ass for the world, mm -hmm. and then talking about she's my bitch or whatever like that. Right, and she's then, your dog, like a. <laughs> right, like how's that cool, bro? And, and you think you like you know bigging her up and showing her how much you love her by doing that? <clears throat> but that's to me, man, disrespectful and it's like degrading a little bit for me. Whatnot. But, Meanwhile, there's women out there thinking like, "Ooh, yes, that's it. He must really. That's what I want." And that's not really the right wave, or the right way of looking how you should be presented in the public eye. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, so, what do what do you think about Mega G Easy or Gerald? Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment till i hear the facts okay simply because i know someone in gerald's camp so uh i'm just gonna wait for that confirmation learn from the uh kobe incident that that, that makes sense and um yeah but the her towards me man so we gotta stop at some point i'm like so what's your plan after this like you have an end game but moving on for more uh relevant and good stuff in pop culture Apparently, the mayor of Atlanta raised $50 million for the homeless, which is, I guess, John, who's been down there quite often, uh, says it's very prevalent in Atlanta, the homelessness. Oh, yeah. If you go downtown, especially on Peach Street. Definitely like, Peach Street. Near the Hooters. You look, you'll see homeless people everywhere just linking around, laying on the street, walking around, um, <clears throat> begging. Like it's it's crazy just to see how Atlanta how beautiful Atlanta is in regards to what they have in regards to the real estate the the pricing of properties, uh, the food the culture the nightlife and just to see that it's just it's sad and another thing but it actually goes into the point where there was a, actually an article where um, they would ship homeless people from like New York. Uh, New Jersey and like cities all around like the northern area and put them in areas like Atlanta and Houston and just throw them and just leave them there and that's it's like been a thing for years where they'll just pull them from different areas and just place them there <coughs> wow that's um that's crazy um you know I'm happy that he donated 50 million dollars because that can go a long long way absolutely and got a shout out mayor keisha lance bottoms and apparently it was a two-year goal or pledge to get 50 million so now with the 50 million goal achieved they're going to provide 550 homes to its homeless residents and you have roughly over 3,000, and you probably see at least 1500 of them downtown mm -hmm. yeah and and also and moving forward we want to um 
give our RIP a condolences to a local legend, and that's uh, Dr. Long, who was the father of uh, Nia Long and some more. Um, the comedian some more, actress Nia Long. And he was a long, long time teacher at Trenton High School. Um, and a lot of people credit him for helping them to get to their careers. And, you know, they really, really loved him as a teacher. And, you know, since this is Trenton, this is where we, you know, do our show at and go to our barbershop <coughs> and stuff like that. We definitely want to give him a shout out and our condolences to Nia and some more. And, um, and your entire family, you know, regarding Dr. Long and that situation. And then, um, remembering Mr. Trayvon Martin. And I, uh, today was today, right? Apparently today's would have been today his, have been his 25th, 25th birthday. birthday. So wow. I had no idea he was Aquarian. So that's dope. That's number one. Number two, two and five, 25, like February 5th. That's very interesting. And that it just doesn't seem like it was that long ago, right? Like I no. can't believe he would have been 25 already. And it just seems like I still remember, you know, the incident when it happened, the hoodies. I remember the um, the, uh, the Miami Heat coming out with the hoodies right after that and stuff like that. Shouts out to uh, D Wade, Brian, the Heat with that one, and um, you know, and that and and how it kept that case and everything kept, you know, taking on a life of his own. Mm-hmm. What what happened? Why it happened? And then the guy afterwards, after he got off of the whole thing. Wasn't he like selling a gun? He shot him with or something like that. Yeah, he sold it for a, 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 a handsome amount. A handsome amount, and uh, and you know it's crazy. And he's I don't not even, remorseful. I, I don't even blame him for that. The buyer of that gun, like, <clears throat> like really, bro? Like, like it's crazy. But anyway, still our condolences to Trayvon's family, and um, and um, and uh, you know, and and you know, shouts out to um everybody who did everything, you know, to kind of salute him over the years and stuff like that so and then because it's on topic i'll still have to shout out jazz oh he wanted to be on the call for, about kobe but he, it was just too busy in the shop so okay. he just wanted to say you know what up appreciate the call and all that appreciate that jazz definitely and i have to say you know i have to bring up about the u.s court ruling on the dreadlock ban during oh yeah i just want to talk about that so it was um so apparently the u.s uh, i've read about that so the u.s it's, it's, it's banned, and was it for graduation or for school or something like that? or for During the hiring process. Hiring process, okay. Because wow. I seen a story not a week ago where, you know, the kid was told he couldn't walk or graduate if he had the dreadlocks or something like that. So it's just like... And wrestlers have to shave it before they wrestle. Yeah, exactly. Which I think that can be kind of a safety hazard a little bit, so I can get that a little bit. But the rest of it is just, you know, too much. Um... Especially like during the more about the school to me than anything. Because if I'm a kid and I'm gonna draw my dreads or whatever, I've worked hard to get my education. It shouldn't stop me from walking on stage or going to a prom or whatever. It is. And worked hard to get those dreads too. What was that? And worked hard to get the dreads worked too. Worked hard to get the dreads too and take care of them and stuff like that. So I think that's ridiculous. Some of the hiring practices, though, I look down upon them. As you would know, sometimes it's just I've, I've my own my business. I can operate how I want to own my business. So, for the U.S. banning it is crazy, but I do want people to know that you can't get mad at a job for saying I don't want you here because you got dreads because it is their company. You know, at the end of the day. Right. So to your point, I feel like that's amazing Mamba esque motivation to own your own business. This is true because and people always say, "Well, that's crazy," but if you remember. 
George Steinbrenner on the Yankees, you had you couldn't have a beard. You or, still can't. Yeah, you still can't have a beard or whatever like that. So yeah, and if you own a business, you can do what you want to and whatnot. And people probably think that's crazy, right? I'm a grown man. I make thirty million dollars a year, but I cannot allow to have a beard. Well, you can have it. You just can't play for the Yankees. You, you have a mustache if you want. Right. A proper stash. <laughs> a, proper, a proper stash. So if anybody want to know why Derek Jeter never had a beard, this is why. <laughs> because he wasn't allowed to have it. It was where, probably where better for him. Where did that come from anyway? Wasn't there like, or, no, but wasn't there like an origin as to why they don't allow beards on the Yankee squad? Well, that used to be a, a professional a, a requirement. That you'd have to be clean shaven, so they're putting in in the same level as that that this dreadlock case essentially. So it's the same type of process, similar if you work for the Marriott. The Marriott ha- has the same <coughs> ruling: you can have a mustache, but you can't have a beard. That's just they just made the rules. Yeah, so we all be fired. <laughs> and you know, it goes back to that you know Rat Pack type of days, that era where you know men, all men, our men included, were wearing suits every single day. So this is part of that uh, traditional culture, let's say. Yeah, I agree with that. But it still is a shame if you are a very competent and qualified individual and you get turned out for a job because you have dreadlocks. Right. I still think it's a, it's a, you know, it's just a bad thing, and it's and it's crazy because companies are actually losing employees over that. So it's uh, good, good, which could be good employees. I mean, over that situation. So, but. For the U.S. to do it, I think it's just, I mean, it goes, again, it goes against our culture. They know, I mean, there's, I mean, there are some, but how many white people with dreadlocks you, you have, right? So when you say this, you're targeting a specific, specific, John, culture <laughs> that, um. Told you he's a tongue twister. <laughs> um, you know, and that, and that, how you, you have any thoughts about that, or? With what, the, the dreadlocks? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's real unfortunate because, um. It's basically, I don't think it's fair to target people who choose to grow their hair out. And if you look at, like, the biblical days, yeah. that was a thing. Like, you you were not supposed to cut your hair. That's what, that's, your hair was considered your strength. Right. And if people are considered Christians, because that's, like, the majority, you for, tend to forget like the origins of why you should grow your hair and not cut it and twist it. Right. And people basically trying to take away from a certain demographic, black people, yeah. and basically um, breaking them apart of just saying, listen, you got to cut your hair, knowing what power or just consistency of just being told all of a sudden you've been growing your hair for 18 years, 20 years, Oh, you need to cut it. Yeah, I think it's about power, too. I think it's a big dynamic there, and there's a lot involved. But I think the biggest takeaway from that is not to cry about it, not to get upset about it, but use it as fuel to try to get our own black businesses. Right. So people can't take that away from us. Because, again, if I did own my company, I could tell you whatever I want you to wear or whatever. You can't wear it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Our jobs, right? We can't walk in there with some jeans on every day if we wanted to. Right. right, so it's the same situation, mm-hmm. um, and that's the end of this chapter of a new you radio. Uh, feel free to leave your comments on Podbean, uh, um, and also any other uh, service you use. We appreciate you listening. Thank you.
suburbs, then he don't go through shit. Maybe we, I didn't see the violence and shit like that to the stick that some people do, but that shit do hit home. 